0: Innovation is one of those terms that gets thrown around a lot in federal procurement circles. But exactly when is an agency or organization actually innovative? What stops agencies from trying something new or different when it comes to buying goods or services? The Office of Federal Procurement Policy is trying to answer those questions and debunk some myths about acquisition innovation in the fourth version of its MythBuster series. Leslie Field is the OFPP Deputy Administrator. Saraya Correa is the Chief Procurement Officer at the Homeland Security Department. They tell Executive Editor Jason Miller how the new memo is part of an effort to break down the barriers to innovation that have built up over the past 20 years.
1: The reason we focused on the misconceptions and facts on innovative practices was really to get at um, sort of that complex space where we have a lot of um, folks does it need to you know spend their time and talent figuring out how to solve our hard problems so the reason the focus there is to make sure that folks understood that these are things that are lifted from the fire there's no new guidance there's no new policy these are existing authorities that contracting officers can use right out of the box and so I think articulating that in a is sort of a an easy-to-look-at document along with some examples of where that innovation was successful was a powerful combination. The one thing I really like about this is we're going to make this a living document, right? This isn't static. We're going to add examples. We're going to try to connect folks who are working on similar kinds of things and put resources up um, on the acquisition gateway so that contracting officers, program managers, and everybody involved, lawyers, everybody involved in the process understands what they can do. And, uh, you know, GHS and a lot of the other agencies have had great success with some of these practices It's reduced the burden on vendors. Um, it has helped us, um, obviously, you know, meet a lot of our, our goals. And so it's, I think, something that we just wanted to spend some time focusing on. And that combined with our in-reach initiative, um, combined with the great PMA success that we've had with category management, really kind of complements the entire sort of suite of things that we buy, and that's uh, 550 billion dollars every year.
2: There's several things in the memo we could go through, but let me ask you for your opinion of of all the misconceptions. I think there were 10 of them in all. Any of them stand out to you? Any of them that you'd like to really drive home?
1: Yeah misconception number two, um, which is that the fire is complex. Obviously, the FAR is, is complex, but there are a lot of authorities in there throughout the life cycle of a procurement, from your planning all the way through to your evaluation and award. There are a lot of authorities and flexibilities already in the system that um, folks can use. And I think Creating a little bit of top cover there, right, with respect. To, I think on page six of the memo, if folks happen to have it right in front of them, I'm sure they do. Um, on the acquisition planning phase, there are lots of different ways that we can get industry engagement early and often, and that's been sort of the, the backbone of our MISBuster's guidance. Is that industry is really important in our acquisition planning phase, and we want to make sure that those engagements are productive and meaningful. So I think the acquisition planning piece is is really strong there. Obviously, going through the, the solicitation and the evaluation, there are lots of different techniques that folks are using now. So I think that really helps Think about the entire process and engagements, not just on the planning, but it's through it's the entire process all the way through um, to the debriefings. And that really, again, is part of the Mythbusters sort of series is making sure that those engagements are productive and rich.
2: One of the lessons, I think, from previous Mythbusters memos is ensuring that this trickles down, right? What's the biggest right. lesson you guys have learned to say, hey, how can we make sure this does trickle down? This gets out to a broader audience, especially people outside of the D.C. area?
3: That's the
1: reason we started the InReach campaign, right? We were finding there was a bit of an awareness gap um, on the front lines. We wanted to make sure that our contracting officers had the tools and the resources that they needed. So, we are doing a couple of things around MythBusters. Uh, We've got webinars. We did an acquisition gateway, Gateway University, InReach in particular. We're going to do another one on MythBusters this summer. Um, We're actually going to do some deeper dives into some of these practices and we're going to bring in some folks who have done them so that we can do either webinars or whatever outreach um, will sort of spark folks' imaginations, we're going to spend a lot of time figuring out how to get people um, the information and in a granular enough way that they can actually apply it.
2: And the other piece of this, obviously, is not just the contracting officers, but it's the program folks, and especially, we'll, we'll call them out, the lawyers, who are the most risk-averse people that you that the contracting officers end up running up against. How do you deal with those uh, other individuals to make sure that they know that this memo exists and what's in the memo? We-
1: uh, guidance on the acquisition innovation advocates. And so every agency has an uh, innovation advocate that is, is supposed to lead the agency to use some of these practices and provide the top cover at the agency, along with the senior procurement execs, the chief acquisition officer, um, the Ozabuz, and all the other folks involved in the process. So, so we have that council. We're trying to drive the change there. We're also trying to drive it through the, the front line. We also have a procurement attorneys roundtable that we're using to help the, the attorney com- community understand. What's out there? Uh, the other thing we did with Mythbusters was to attach just a tear sheet for the first two Mythbusters guidance so that folks can just take it and they can. They can hand it to somebody and say, look, OFPP uh, is recommending that we use these practices, right? So, that's kind of our top cover. We're trying to drive top cover, obviously, through the Senior Procurement Execs and then down through the inReach through the Frontline form, so and the other folks. So, I think we're really trying to hit it kind of on all fronts that these are existing authorities that could be incredibly helpful in helping agencies meet their needs. And so, we feel really good that, um, you know, that, that we were able to put this together and we look forward to working on it over the summer.
2: Leslie, you mentioned the procurement attorneys roundtable. I think this may be the first time I've ever heard about this. Maybe it's not new, but maybe it's the first time you guys have talked about it. Can you just offer a little more about what that is? How often they meet? Who's involved? And a little more background.
1: Our large group is actually just a, sort of an informal group of uh, procurement attorneys that we meet with on occasion, just to make sure that you know we're aligned um, with everything that they're thinking, that we're taking you know their their thoughts into consideration. So it's not a formal kind of group with lots of rules and structure. It's really just sort of a sounding board for us. Um, as, we, as we put out these policies and think about what else we need to do.
2: I also caught up with Soraya Korea, the Chief Procurement Officer at the Homeland Security Department, to get her take on the latest Mythbusters memo and how she'll spread the word to her staff.
3: It's emphasizing that we need to do a better job of engaging with industry, that it is encouraged. It's good to be transparent and open and engage industry early and often in the process because we're going to yield uh, better procurements. And I think that's what good government is about. We're going to create better and more effective processes when we do that. I can tell you that my experience has been that the more that we engage with industry here, the better solutions we're getting. We believe that industry finds us to be a little bit more transparent than in the past.
2: How are you ensuring that the frontline folks, the folks that that are doing contracting every single day for a memo like this, it's really more about communication. So is there anything you're doing specifically?
3: So first of all, we do share the memo. We try to set up. so I have the ability to communicate with my procurement community directly. I can actually send them emails directly. They can hear from me and I have a mailing list of all the procurement professionals that are out there and, and the acquisition and community in general. So one of the things that we do is we share the Mythbusters memos with everybody. So we physically send it to them. I send them the link, that is, I should say, through an email. But then the other thing that I do is I take the opportunity when I'm talking at things like town halls or uh, what I call my procurement community town hall, which, of which I'm having one next week, I'll discuss the memo. I'll talk about what the memo says and why it's important to keep these lines of communication open and that I encourage and support doing these things. And believe it or not, the word does get out because I'm talking directly to the procurement community. The, the 1,400 or so people that are out there across the DHS landscape, that's who I'm talking to. The other thing that we do is we talk about it with our peers. So I talk with my CXO community and I share with them this kind of information so that they talk about it with their peers so that hopefully as folks are talking to one another and working on requirements and talking about developing solicitations everybody's getting the same message that we the leadership team encourage the communications, that we support them and that we want them to, to, to open up a little bit more and take certain risks and that we're going to give them top cover.
2: Many times that we can blame the lawyers on this, so I asked Leslie Field that question and said, Leslie, what are you doing about the lawyers? And she goes, actually, we have an informal council of, of procurement attorneys that, and uh, maybe counsel's not the right word, but we get together or, or meeting. Are you also talking to your lawyers in the general oh, counsel's yeah. office?
3: We do chat with our lawyers, and we do talk to them, and I try to include the lawyers in all the activities that we engage in. So whether it's our strategic industry conversations that I host every year, our reverse industry days, our acquisition innovation roundtables, or even our pill boot camps, I'm happy to say our attorneys are participating in these activities. So they hear what I have to say, and they understand what we're trying to do. And, and look, the lawyers are there to protect us, and I get that. So what we have to do is include them in the conversation, bring them in and help them understand what we're trying to do. And instead of saying to them, can I do this? Maybe the question is, how can I do this, right? Change the conversation a little bit with the lawyers and you might get a different outcome. I've found that when I go to them and say, this is what I'm trying to do. Tell me how I can do this. I usually get a much better answer than when I say, can I do this?
0: Saraya Korea is the Chief Procurement Officer at the Homeland Security Department. You also heard from Leslie Field, Deputy Administrator of the Office of Federal Procurement Policy. They were speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. Find the interview at federalnews.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive on Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.
4: When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. Visit successinohio.com today.